It's Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast. I'm Jerry. Thank you so much for listening and for letting me be a part of your day today. Today, on this episode, I'm going back to 2015, almost six years ago, uh, more like five and a half, I guess, from October of 2015, an interview with Toby Mack. This was just after he had released the This Is Not a Test album. He was out on the road touring that with Colton Dixon and Britt Nicole and introducing a brand new artist, Holland, on this tour. We talk about a lot of things, talk about this tour, talk about the record, This Is Not a Test, talk about the potential, the possibility of a DC Talk reunion. Keep in mind, this was almost six years ago. And we talk about the then recent passing of Toby's father and how that impacted him. And listen for how he describes his view of music as a river and how some people get off on certain banks and they just stay there, like his mom and dad got off in the 60s and they just listen to 60s music. Toby likes to think that he's continuing his journey down that river to keep his music fresh. You'll hear that and more in this interview with Toby Mack coming right up. Here we go from the interview archives from October the 28th, 2015, Toby Mack. So how have you been? I've been great, man. Just touring and uh, writing songs and raising a family and being a husband. <laughs> Keeps you busy, doesn't it? And Absolutely. You, you just had a birthday last week, didn't you? I did. I did. You're going to be in our area twice in the next coming weeks. you got quite a tour going here. I do, man. It's a really good lineup. Colton Dixon and, and Britt Nicole and introducing a new artist named Holland. Uh, and then, man, doing eight new songs off the new record in my set. So this is not a test CD that came out a couple months ago. I'm doing eight songs out of that. So it's like a brand new set. We really try to turn the set upside down and start over and scrap what we've been relying on and, and, and sort of, you know, take a step of faith and rely on some new stuff. So I'm yeah. excited. Well, good. Now, this this is not a test. I know you had two remixes on there, but that's 15 songs on one CD? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, you I only put a CD out every three years, so, you know, I try to make each release special and, and pack it full of goodness, you know, <laughs> like, um, and just try to, try to give it everything I got every time because it has to last for three years, and, and um that's what I'm saying. Like I, you know, I was so excited. You know, after three years, it was the last release. I was so excited to put these songs in the set and just kind of, you know, get get my band in, to to learn some new things. We we have a horn section out now. Oh man, it's really cool. It's a totally different set. Um, and and you know, the CD is. I don't know. I'm. I think this is. I'm hearing from people. It's one of the deepest. Uh, group of songs I've ever done and, and, and that honors me because I just pray about that constantly just like God breathed something through me that is beyond me breathe something through me that would turn people's eyes to you well that whole beyond me I mean that 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 single was huge and talk about a little bit of depth of meaning that certainly had it yeah it did and that was kind of the first song I did for the record um, that's what was the first release it was, the whole record was birthed in that song, kind of just that prayer of 
of trying to step out in, in meeting God, you know, not not depending on ourselves, but depending on Him, um, and just asking Him to do something through us, beyond ourselves. And that's not just songs, that's whatever you're doing in life, you know, trying to, you know, walk on water a little bit, you know what I mean, have the mm-hmm. faith to do something that is beyond you. I've heard people say this about this record. You can tell they're Toby Mac songs, but it's not exactly like anything he's done before. So there's always something a little bit new. You keep it fresh somehow. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that is, but I'm thankful for it. Um, I, I I hope it's just passion, you know, and just, mm. and and I always want to be passionate about whatever I do, and, and also just even being sort of in this river called music. I always. I always tell everybody, like, different people, you know, I think there's, like, I see it as the imagery of there's a, there's a river called music running through, and people get off on the riverbank and start to camp in, in different eras. Um, you know, my parents got off in the 60s, and, <laughs> and they said, this is our era. We're going to camp right here. And, we're gonna, and then my dad listened to 60s music, you know, through the 80s and 90s, and, and uh and and some people keep moving in it, and I I just think I'm one of those guys that likes to keep moving in it. I don't I don't I haven't decided to get out on any bank yet. Um, so I have you know decades and decades of like this this history of music that I can pour into it. So it ends up this kind of big old pot of musical gumbo. <laughs> That's what I call it. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, there is one song on this CD that hadn't come out as a single yet. Uh, that maybe, I don't know, have you, have you, is this song generated some rumors about what might be coming up? You know what I'm talking about, right? Love Feels Like It? Yeah, I, yeah, with, I think With it, Kevin I think and Michael uh, on Love it? Love Feels Like is a, yeah, it's a song that was about something real dear to me, um, l- losing my dad eight months ago, and, uh, and having a son with muscular dystrophy, and learning to serve at a whole new level, learning you know, a, a new dimension of love, sort of this this hands and feet, day in and day out, being drained, being poured out, but at the same time being filled up, an empty, never feeling so full because you're tired in your physical body, but you're refreshed in your spirit. I don't know. It's just I want to tell people this new facet, this new dimension of love that I'm living, I'm learning, that I'm trying to embrace. Uh, so I asked Michael and Kevin, it was such a deep song to me. I asked them if they'd be on it, and they said yes, uh, the guys from DC Talk. Um, so it was sort of a mini reunion for a song, and, and it's just, it's I don't know, it, it's it kind of, I was honored that they would do it. They're still, to this day, two of the best vocalists I've ever recorded and two of my best friends, so it was, it was an honor to do something together again. Has that sparked rumors, though, or people asking you now, are you guys getting back together? Is there going to be another DC Talk record? I think that's never stopped sparking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people have always asked that. Uh, and it's an honor, truly, truly an honor, that people still would look to that and want that. Um, it, you know, for me to be in a band and to start a band that people care about when we haven't done anything together in 12 years. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm honored by it. Um, and I know that it was a, a significant, obviously time in my life. It was a, it was a time when we were climbing a mountain together and leaning on each other and learning from each other and fighting with each other and laughing with each other. We were just young, young punks. 
and, and it happened fast. Or I guess it seemingly happened fast. It, it took years, but but uh, it was it was a wild ride and uh, learned a lot of life. Learned a lot. Learned how to love well. Learned how to be patient. Um, you know, learned what long suffering was, but also learned what truly doing something for the king means. And and uh, you know, just just it was great to do it with two guys that I was friends with before it all started, and I continue to be friends with. Well, let's hope, let's hope that maybe you'll have another opportunity to do another song with them somewhere down the road. Yeah. I hope so. I think it's, it's a green light in all of our minds. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's hard because there's schedules and, you know, there's things that people don't consider, you know, mm-hmm. like my band, just little things that you guys wouldn't even know. Like my band's all on salary. Am I just supposed to stop those family salaries and go do a DC Talk thing? You know, there's just a lot. Also, the fact that uh, Michael's on, he's the lead singer of the Newsboys. Was he supposed to stop his tour and yeah. come? You know, you know, so there's just a lot of, there's a lot of things that people don't even have the perspective of. But I know their wishes are, are like beautiful. And I know it's just <laughs> like, hey, just do it. It'd be fun. And I get that. And I, I think it would be tremendously fun to do it. Uh, but there are a lot of factors and there are a lot of families involved, a lot of kids, a lot of mm-hmm. moms with children at home and that, that, you know, that right now God is still using these vehicles, Toby back, Michael Tate, Kevin Max, uh, and these boys to, to meet the needs of those families. So it's just a different dimension than anyone would ever think of, but it's, it's real. You know, you just need to do is put together a, a Toby Mac Newsboys, and is, is Kevin still singing with audio a, no, he's not anymore. Okay. He he actually just put out a, a solo like kind of crooner record. <laughs> well, you need to put together a Toby Mac Newsboys Kevin tour and then do a set as DC Talk in the midst of that tour. Hey, maybe that'll happen someday because uh, that would be real fun. <laughs> let, let me ask you one more thing, a little more serious note. And you mentioned this just a couple of minutes ago when we were talking about the song Love Feels Like You Lost Your Dad This Past Spring. How did you deal with that? Um, it was hard. I mean, I, I, I knew it was coming. Uh, my dad had been a diabetic since he was 22 years old and, you know, he was 77, so 78 actually. And so, you know, he's a type one diabetic. I mean, I saw it coming. Uh, he, we had been caring for him for the last few years and he really didn't know us anymore. And it was hard. Um, so really I lost him before I lost him, but, yeah. uh, but the beautiful thing about my dad is he, he loves the King of Kings. He loves Jesus. And, uh, so, I mean, it was tough, but it was, uh, I guess the way I dealt with it was by really, um, being comforted by God, um, turning that into loving my family in a more, tangible uh, way through the words I speak, um, pushing through that man, <laughs> that man thing of mm-hmm. not wanting to talk about your feelings, uh, pushing through more and more and talking about what my dad meant to me, pushing through more and more and telling my kids how much I love them and how proud I am of them. Um, 
I think it softened me up a bit uh, and, and made me sort of push through that man wall of not wanting to be in touch with my feelings and not wanting to express them uh, and just made me a little softer in, in, in a beautiful way. And that will do it for this episode of Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Please do subscribe. And if your podcast platform allows it, give us a review, a five-star rating, if possible. That'd be great. Help other people find the podcast. This was the final new episode for season three. Uh, Over the course of the next four weeks, I'll have something up there in the feed, just so you know I'm still here. And we'll come back with season four in May. Thanks again for spending some time with Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast.